Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, hmm. I don't, know how, I, I don't know how many of you are connected to watching. I do a weekday mindful moment um, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, live on Facebook. And on Friday, um, I acknowledged that something is going on with me. Something is different. Something is shifting. And I'm kind of on this journey of the uncovering of whatever that is. Part of that is to allow myself to be lifted to that higher love, to let go of the things that I think I know. And that's really what today is, a lot of what today is going to be about. But I really, really, truly am welcoming this living in the space of uncertainty, living in the space of the unknown. There's a song in the musical Wicked. The very first lyric of that song is, something has changed within me. Something has changed within me. I think what it is, is a deepening. It's a deepening. I think a lot of it, too, has got to do with the experience that I'm having in this Thursday night class the one that I've referred to before called Advanced Consciousness Studies. I don't know that there's anything advanced about it. We're just studying consciousness. We're studying the various attributes that we have come to know and accept and create. In this class right now, we're reading a book called The Quantum Revelation. The Quantum Revelation. It's by a gentleman named Paul Levy. And I quoted him last week, and, 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 and there's just a lot, you know, it's stirring up a lot within me to read this book. This is one of the things that, because uh, we're, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work to be a little clearer. One of the things that he is doing is he is taking his Buddhist spiritual practice, kind of letting go of kind of the Buddhist trappings of it, and saying spirituality in general has a lot to do with what is being discovered in quantum physics. I mentioned that last week. And so he spends this entire book really aligning what's being discovered in quantum physics with spiritual practice and our spiritual nature, that which is inherent within. And in the book, he wrote this. He wrote, quantum physics continually reminds us that there is no one absolute way that things are. For things do not actually exist separate from our own minds. Sound familiar? Does it sound like a particular philosophy that we teach, the new thought philosophy of which unity is a part, of which my original background in religious science is a part, and divine science? Doesn't matter. We're all teaching the same thing. Ultimately, things do not exist separate from our own minds. And quantum physics is getting into the nitty-gritty of proving this as much as any science can be proven. Because here's the trick about quantum physics. The minute you think you know, you don't know. 
And I think that's why something has changed within me because I am continually living in that state of uncertainty. So in not knowing anything, if I step back and I say, what if I let it all go? What if I, what if, and, and maybe this is an, a, a practice, an exercise that we can each engage in just in this moment. What if you knew nothing of scripture? What if you knew nothing about science? What if you knew nothing uh, of the writings of the Fillmore's? What if you knew nothing about Ernest Holmes, if that is your background? What if you knew nothing about the philosophy? What if you knew nothing about theology? What if you let go of all of that stuff? What if you let go of everything you thought you knew what would you be left with? What would be left if we let go of all of that stuff that is ultimately, and here's the thing that quantum physics is teaching us, if we let go of all of that stuff that is ultimately just made up. It's all made up. All of it. 100% of it. Our experience, our existence in life is made up. This piano it's made up. Physical form is made up. It is a construct of an infinite power that is our mind. And as we keep our mind engaged in knowing something, what it is we know maintains itself in, its, in our experience. So what if we let go of all of it? Well, first of all, I want to let you know, I'm enjoying this life. It's fine. I'm, I am enjoying this life. I'm enjoying the experience of life. But I want to enjoy and experience even more. I don't want to be limited to just this construct. How about you? There was a discovery recently. I don't know if anybody saw the articles that were going on. It may not have caught your attention if you don't follow these things. But I... I love to see all the science news, right? And so there's a discovery that was announced recently. Um that there is a particle called a muon, which is a subatomic particle. I'm not going to get into all the details about what, what a muon really is. But in some ongoing experiments, the behavior of muons is not doing what was expected. The behavior is not what was expected. So, you know, Physicists, they live within this construct. They live within this idea of like, there's a standard model and everything operates within that standard model and it should operate in exactly the same way. And these muons are doing something differently and they're all going, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. So it is upending science right now. The thing about that standard model is that we look at that, they look at that standard model, physicists look at that standard model, and they base it, ready, on what they can observe and know. And so the more we observe and the more we think we know, the more we keep that model intact. But when we step away from thinking we know, we might discover something new. And what they're saying is that it's a new force that is as of yet unknown. So that's one of the things I love about science is that there's always the openness for discovery. How many of us live within the openness of discovery within our theology? Or do we think God is all there is and the law of mind action is what creates our lives and we leave it at that? What if we upended that, let it go, and said maybe there's something more to know here? 
there's a great deal. <laughs> there's infinite amounts of things that we don't know. And the joy of that for me is the opportunity for discovery. The opportunity for discovery. And so I step back and I remind myself once again, something has changed within me. Maybe it's time that I step into a discovery of something new to allow myself to be upended in what I think I know. The potential for discovery is the strongest when we let go of expectations and welcome that uncertainty. One of the ways that I do this in my practice, and I invite you to take this on as a practice for yourself, is to ask yourself this question, beginning with a statement, I know nothing. Now what can I know? And I know a lot of you have heard me say that before. I use it a lot in my ministry. I know nothing. Now, what can I know? What if we fasted from thinking we had all the answers? We recently went through a period of fasting, the Lenten period. There's another faith tradition that began their time of fasting this past week. Muslims all over the world have started their fasting time during the month of Ramadan. In the, in the belief of Muslims in Islam, the month of Ramadan is the holy month, and it is, it is believed that it was in the last 10 days of the holy month of Ramadan that the Quran was revealed to the prophet Muhammad. And so, practice, one of the pillars of Islam is to fast during the month of Ramadan. Now, fasting is prescribed during the month of Ramadan uh, so that believers may deepen, so that they may deepen in their consciousness of God or Allah by letting go of the trappings of the physical world, by removing the things that we take for granted we may find ourselves deepened in empathy and gratitude. It is a practice to step into knowing who we are even more. Letting go of what we think we know. <sighs> Living in that state of uncertainty opens us up. So I return to where I began, as I keep doing it seems today. Something has changed within me. I think even my entire energy is different today. It's not that it's not me. It's just a different way of me being me. It's a different experience and expression. I am open to letting go. I am open to fasting from the things I know and to let what has been taken for granted to be shaken, to allow myself to be like that muon, wobbling in a different way that is unexpected. 
to let go, to live in this state of uncertainty. You know, one of the things that we have to be willing to do is to live in an infinite state of faith that we are always provided for and always protected. And I think that's why we hold on to things that keep us in that state of certainty because it's comfortable. It's like a blanket, right? Security blanket. So for any of us to practice uncertainty, we must be willing to release the bonds, release the bonds of limitation. We must be willing to accept for ourselves something unknown. And those bonds of limitation, if we are willing to release them from ourselves, we must also be willing to let go of our acceptance of the limitations people place on us. That sometimes can be harder. I stand here as a minister knowing that there are expectations that every single person who is engaged in this spiritual family has of me in my being as a minister. And what if I upset that cart in some way? What if I said something has changed within me? What if I stepped out in a different way and said, just when you thought you knew who I was, I am something different? What if any one of us did that in any situation we were in? How many of us feel, and this is a rhetorical question, I am not asking for an answer here. I'm not asking for a show of hands. I just want us to check in with ourselves. I want us to check in and say, how many of us feel the limitations of the way we think we should be because everybody else is telling us to do it that way? In any aspect of our lives, And then I ask you the question, why? Why, cannot, why can we not just truly be our divine selves? Isn't that what Jesus was here to teach? Jesus was a rebel. Why are we not all rebels, really? We should raise others up. We should not diminish ourselves in order to appease. Now, when I say we should raise others up, it also means that I am not going to diminish myself to fit a paradigm that keeps both of us unlimited in any interaction. My desire in ministry is to lift and allow and at the same time humbly accept that I know nothing now, what can I know? Open myself up to that. All the books, all the wisdom, all the observation, all the philosophy, all the theology, it means nothing until we give it meaning. And that's the quantum revelation. Nothing has meaning until we give it meaning. So what are you giving meaning to in your life, in your experience? What are you giving meaning to? Because you're not taking meaning from anything. You're giving it meaning. In the meaning that you ascribe, in the meaning that you put out there, in the meaning that you decide upon, is that working for you or working against you? Again, these are all rhetorical questions. Today is probably, because something has changed within me, there's probably a lot more questions today than anything. In fact, when I say, 
at the beginning of the celebration every Sunday, you are magnificent. You are magnificent. First of all, I do that because part of my ministry is to normalize our own sense of magnificence, to know who we are. You are magnificent. Here's the thing. Do you believe it? Or is there some part of you that feels uncomfortable when I say, you are magnificent? And what is that place in you that feels uncomfortable? What is it? What is that telling you? Can you let that go? The meaning that we layer upon our lives can lead to worry, can lead to distrust, it can lead to challenges. Have you ever experienced that? There's a magnificent uh, sermon, of course, that is in Scripture, the Sermon on the Mount. Have any of you ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount? I've taught the Sermon on the Mount. I taught, I, taught, um, I, I taught Bible study in Toronto for a community that was not very interested in the Bible, or at least they didn't think they were until they actually started getting into it. But there's this one thing in the Sermon on the Mount that feels relevant today. This is Matthew 6, 27. Jesus says, And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? Why do we worry so much? Why? Why do we let those things out there that we have ascribed meaning to drag us down? Isn't it time that we let it go and find something new? Something can be changed within each and every one of us. I tell you, something has changed within me today. Worry is the practice of making something out of nothing. Because ultimately, all of that stuff out there that we ascribe meaning to is nothing. And so worry is saying, oh, that thing out there is something that I must fear. So I worry. Well, what if we turned that around? What if we turned that around and started making nothing out of something? Making nothing out of something we look at the world and say, I can see that this is all something that I have created in my own mind, what if I let go of the idea that it has any bearing on the truth of me and step back ultimately into the quantum revelation that says, I know who I am. I know who I am. I am that power. I am that presence. I am the light. It takes practice. It takes practice. And sometimes the practice upsets the cart, and you step back and you say, wow, I thought I had this all in order, and today something has changed within me. Paul Levy wrote this. Everything depends upon nothing. (laughs) Everything depends upon nothing. Absolutely nothing other than if we recognize what is being revealed to us or not. Everything depends on nothing, absolutely nothing, other than if we realize what is being revealed to us or not. We ascribe that meaning. We give everything that meaning. I choose to live more resolutely in the unknown today than ever before. And I'm inviting each and every one of you to allow yourself to practice uncertainty, to allow yourself to 
find, the, find that level of comfort in not knowing, to know nothing and then ask the question, what can I know? I am choosing today to make nothing out of the somethings of my life. I choose to deepen into principle, the principle that says, yes, 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 God is all there is, and that is who and what I am. And even in that saying, I don't know if that's true, but I am willing to take a deep dive into that nothingness and make the discovery all over again. That's the work. That's the work. So let's make nothing out of something today and every day moving forward. And in the seeming nothingness, in the seeming nothingness, we can open ourselves up to that higher love. What I know about you is that you are love, you are light, you are life, you are magnificent. You are. Are you? Check in with yourself. Check in with yourself and see what resonates. I know nothing. Now, what can I know? Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.